Kravitz. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to episode 315 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much for watching our live show tonight as we are covering a huge day of racing in New York. It is Cigar Mile Day with the Cigar Mile and three other fantastic graded stakes. Please make sure you smash that subscribe button the bottom right hand side of the screen. After you do that, hit the notification bell so that you know when new content will arise and smash that like button as well. You can follow me at H Kravitz right there on X and also scrolling at the bottom of the screen will be my email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Of course, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Fantastic power picks. We had a really, really nice day or uh, weekend last weekend. The spot plays two first, two seconds, including intricate winning at six to one. Um, had a nice exacta. Look below the video player. They come out on Saturdays, the Power Picks tip sheet through Patreon. Check it out. You would now regret it at all. We've got a great website, hhhracingpodcast.com. And we're also on Instagram, instagram.com backslash hhhracingpodcast. All right. Without further ado, I'm looking forward to tonight's show for a lot of reasons. But one of the main reasons, because this card at Aqueduct on Saturday, December 2nd, is absolutely loaded. And the late pick five is not only great racing, but a serious challenge for all you handicappers and punters out there. So I'm very excited to talk about it. I cannot think about a better way to talk about these races than my good friends and co-hosts. First, from the Saratoga Special and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Mr. Paul Halloran, and from the wonderful state of Maryland, Mr. Pete Visco. Guys, how are we doing tonight? What's up, gentlemen? Hello, Pete. Hello, Paul. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Excellent. Oh, hello, hello Howard, to you as well. I didn't want to short Well, that's you. quite all right. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Pete. I appreciate that. Guys, I heard a rumor. And, Paul, I'm going to address this to you. There's a rumor. There's a new restraining order out. I, I got There's an APB all points bulletin out on a certain... A human being against a certain horse because he is so excited. Let's not waste any time. Episode 314 I put out last night as a taped episode along with Matt Miller. Gentlemen, there he is. And there is our bet coming up on the screen here in just a second. We have a Derby future horse in for $151,000. All 10 of us. Sierra Leone. Paul, how do you feel about it? It's a pretty exciting prospect. I think it's great. 150 to 1 is, is you know, you, you need a big number in that pool. I don't know what we had last year, 65 to 1, and we got a lot of entertainment out of it. So um, that's good value. And uh, if we're ever lucky enough to be on the road late in the game, the only thing I can promise all of our partners is, You'll not be getting anywhere near the horse. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I got too close to Tapatrice last year, and he got scared and and spooked. Pete, I know, you know, it's, everyone has different opinions on the on the future 
Derby pool. I haven't been involved in it too long, really the last few years. Certainly Tabatrice obviously didn't win. I mean, we ultimately lost the bet, but we had a lot of fun with it. And this horse, and we're going to talk about him here on tonight's show for obvious reasons, uh, is very exciting for a lot of reasons, at least to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's nice when you have quality connections and you have a horse like this who obviously has some talent, costs a lot of money, and we'll talk about all that. But again, the biggest thing with the future bets is just get me to the gate. Can you get me in the gate? And then I don't really care about anything else. Just get me there. I mean, you're talking about betting on a horse. It's November. We have what? Six, six months, months, basically five and five and change. So actually six. Well, yeah, five months. And you just like at this point, it's and again, what DePaul said about the value is you have to really just shoot. You're not going to take fierceness at nine. Just even though that's a nice price, if fierceness wins and rolls, fierceness could be three to one. What are you going to take it at nine? Might not even get to the gate. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, we, Matt Miller and I talked about the future ads. And look, people can do whatever they want with their money. We've talked about this a thousand times on this show, guys. So I don't want to poo-poo anyone who's betting. But fierceness at eight to one is completely, utterly insane. Matt Miller and I said, and we'll, we'll move on from this topic. But I don't know you guys feel. Matt Miller and I feel that fierceness is about 10 to one to make the starting gate. And if you understand math, you understand that if you think he's 10 to one, you got to multiply by minimum two or three to win the race. So the eight to one is just, or nine, whatever he is, is completely insane, Pete, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough. And again, what do you really, unless you're crushing the bet, I mean, what do you really, are you really taking that chance at nine? Might as well yeah. take a shot, especially I don't think everyone's betting huge amounts. So if you're going to take a shot, take a shot with a big, crazy score. You could make money on fierceness yeah. when we get there try and do this to make a crazy score that you might not make for a little bit less money. The last thing I'll say before we move on to the pick five, we got a lot of people watching today. Thank you very much. I just showed a bunch of comments below uh, in the, uh, uh, at the bottom of the video player. And please comment down below the video player about anything we're talking about today with Aqueduct and especially watch episode 314 and, and comment down below the video player about how you feel of our, future derby bet. I will say this. I want to make sure this is very clear. Um, this this horse was all my decision. So if this horse doesn't run well, I don't want any hate going towards my wonderful co-hosts and buddies you see on the screen. No hatred towards Pete or Paul. They'd absolutely nothing to do with the decision of this horse. If he ends up being a dud, you can throw all the hatred my way. If he does well, you can still <laughs> throw hatred my way. That's fine because Pete and Paul and I will be laughing to the bank anyway with X amount of money. So anyway, I just want to make it clear. This was not really a group idea. I just, I, I like the horse. I want to make a future bet. I want to surprise my co-hosts and whatnot. And I, I'm glad uh, Paul and Pete, I'm glad you guys are in for the ride because really as much as the money would be amazing, just the whole journey with it and talking about the horse and watching him run and hell guys, he's in a stake race in, in career start number two that we're going to talk about. Uh, it's going to be exciting to follow his journey, Paul. We'll, we'll see what he can do. And you know what? It helps the winter go by for those of us who live in miserable, oh, miserable geez. winter places. No doubt about that. All right, guys, let's get into the pick five. This pick five. Wow. Guys, I'm, I was, I was handicapping the pick five. I'm like, okay, this is the race that's, you know, it has to stand out. No, this is the race that, I mean, every single race, guys, has many multiple uh, horses that can win. It's just really competitive. And I thought 
really difficult. It's nice to get back to New York because New York, you know, we've covered New York with a pick six carryover, but they've really had a little bit of a, um, they haven't had any huge stake days recently. And this is like the, their uh, big one they're going to have really until, I don't know, the Gotham in January, whatever. So it's going to be exciting to uh, cover. So let's jump right in guys to the late pick five this Saturday. Again, we welcome any comments in the chat. I'll try to bring up as many as possible as I bring up the banner for race six and guys, here we go. Race six starts the late pick five on Saturday. It's an allowance race, seven furlongs. Of course, everything is on the dirt now in New York. Purse is 90,000. You got a field of 10. The more line favors is number three. Overstep, New York bread, Pletcher, Irad. Paul, that's where you're going. Start us off. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not thrilled about the horse being the favorite. Uh, the layoff doesn't matter to me with, with Pletcher calling the shots. Um, you know, I just looking at just the pure speed numbers, you know, and, and, and 92, if he progresses off that, which, you know, you would have to think is a possibility. Um you know, I read back on board. I read wrote him the first two. Um, again, uh, not the type of horse I want to play to win as the favorite, but certainly as as a straight A in the pick five. This horse has got to be a little frustrating, Paul, for the connections, which is weird to say considering he's really good and he's three for four and he's won, what, 171. They just can't keep this horse healthy, Paul. Yeah. I mean, he was really good in the, you know, his two-year-old year. Then he's off, what, you know, the 14 months or whatever it is, runs really well, runs well again. But unfortunately, he's been off since February. So I'm sure they'd love to keep this horse in training for longer periods of time. Who knows how good this horse could be? Yeah, I gotta, I, I do have to think, though, with, with the championship meet at Gulfstream starting tomorrow, and, you know, obviously Todd has a big presence down there. I kind of think this horse is sitting on go, ready to run if they're bringing him back uh, in New York, uh, you know, literally the day after Gulfstream opens. You know, this, it, it, they've waited this long. It would have been easy to, you know, to just, uh, it's not like they're bringing him back for a New York bread stakes race. It's just an open allowance race. So I got a feeling this horse is ready to go. Guys, we got a lot of people excited about Sierra Leone and our bet. We got Paul Conlon from North Dakota. It says, I'll take 25 bucks of that action here in North Dakota if anyone wants to part uh, with it. And this is breaking news. Um, Pete, I don't know if you know this, but um, Michael Austin said he's in for 50% of your 10%. Is, is that true? Well, not not that I know of, but you know, uh -oh. like we can we can work out and we can work out an arrangement. I haven't seen the cash yet, so you know we'll have to work out an arrangement once I once I see the cash come in, PayPal, Venmo, whatever you need, Mike. <laughs> All right, um, and Paul, you're going at the five in second. You got the six in third. Anything quick on Ocean's Reserve, Paul? Before I go to Pete. Yeah, I, I just thought the five and six are both formidable here to be on the board. Again, you know, both coming off uh, good speed figures. Um, the five has is a New York bred, but has run a couple of very creditable races in open company. And the six uh, jump with a huge jump last time from a low level claiming up to a hundred thousand allowance. Uh, I thought ran pretty well. You know, it was in the slop, so some might say it was aided by the slop. But, um, yeah, I, I think both of those horses are formidable. 
be that's your top pick. Shouldn't shouldn't Joe Rocco Jr. be riding this horse? By the way, that was one of the first things that came to mind <laughs> with uh, Rocco Strong for our good friend uh, Ten Strike Racing and Marshall Graham. Boy, is this horse uh, going really good right now, Pete? Your top choice. I've got this one also on top. Yeah, we we always talk about it on here when when something changes that that moves the horse forward. And you can see here after the claim. This horse has really just taken off a bit, and you can see from a even from a speed figure standpoint and a results standpoint, and we you see the paired up buyer tops, lifetime buyer tops in the last two. A lot of times that leads to a move forward. I like that Carmouche has been on for all three of those sort of quality races, so he knows this horse really well. And then if you look at that last, if you look at the last race, there's two neck two for two next out winners came out of the last race with a 94 and an 88 buyer. Yeah, you can bring it up on the screen. And then if you look, the second place horse, Cascade, I guess, I don't know how to pronounce it, is actually running in the cigar. So yeah. it's coming back as quality. So that race has come back so far as quality. This horse, so it doesn't, you know, maybe a loss on paper. It was in the slop. But that's a quality loss, at least based on what we've seen. So I think there's just a lot of things to like about this horse, and you're getting a you're getting a pretty solid price if you can get it at five to one. Pete Signator would be two to five in the spot. That's a really nice. Yeah, that's a nice horse. horse. Yeah, who's going to be who's going to be staked uh, very soon? And and Pete, whether you know it or not, from Michael Austin, a Zell or Venmo. Oh, Zell, Zell works too. Yes. Boy, would I, I, I upcharge like him, Pete? I would upcharge his ass. You make sure you get the money that you deserve. Just kidding, Michael. <laughs> um, I like Rocco Strong for all the reasons. I have nothing to add, Pete. Obviously, the three is going to be tough, but I don't like these multiple layoffs. And I think Rocco Strong is going really well. And I'd be concerned about the class level, except for the last race you mentioned, where he ran against some good ones and the form fits and blah, blah, blah. I just want to mention one other horse before we move on, guys. Power Seeker is slow right now, but this is a horse that's claimed – for Linda with Lascano. I mean, if anyone leaves these kind of horses off your ticket, I think it's a mistake. I fully realize, guys, Power Seeker, the number two, has to improve a lot. But if this horse jumps up to a mid-80s or low-80s, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm going to use Power Seeker and many others defensively. But for me, guys, it's 3-6. Pete, I think you pretty much feel the same way overall. I actually had the two was my, the two was my fourth a I had four A's okay. in this race and that was my fourth one. So just missed for me, but I agree. And, and I saw some love for the two in the, in the chat as well. So it seems like that's a popular one. Trish, Trish likes power seeker. It looks like. Okay. Well, if Trish likes power seeker, Paul, then I might as well just go to the windows right now. That's, that's, that's free you know money. How then, right? As Paul likes to say, a Trish Smith is for sure. Hey, uh, Paul, do you remember this horse? Jeff Amster at bottom of the screen. Jeff said, I gave up on Derby, Derby Futures in 87 when I bet 20 bucks on Demons Be Gone at 20 to 1. He DNF. That sounds like my kind of horse. I would bet him the next start for sure. Was he the favorite in the Derby? Uh, I'd have to look. Maybe. I don't know. That was, that sounds right, doesn't it? I think I so, think right? they bet the heck out of that horse in yeah. the Derby. <laughs> All right. Paul, do some research. You only like it, Howard, if it came back with a nice zero buyer. So a DNF with a zero buyer, that's up your alley, right? That, that oh, would have well, been your – Well, if he, if he DNF'd, he's, he got it. That's he, yeah, yeah. Actually, they don't give them a buyer. They don't get DNF. a buyer. You like the nice zero. You like the round number on sure. the on the form. Or yes. a two or a four buyer is perfectly fine <laughs> with me as well. <laughs> Anything mean, in single digits works just for fine. Sure. <laughs> Let's go on to race seven, guys. This one I think is a little more formful, but it's a really good race. And I, I find this race – very, very interesting. There's you see our picks on the bottom of the screen. It's the Demoiselle. It's a grade two. This is a one of 
four graded stakes they have in a row on this super card that Aqueduct always puts on in early December. It's a mile and the eighth for the two-year-old girls. The purse is $250,000. It's a field of nine. There's a few New York breads, actually just one, actually two New York breads in the race. The Moorland favorite and a pretty heavy favorite is the number three, Life Talk. Pletcher and I, Rad, if that name sounds familiar, it should, guys, because Life Talk was one of my price plays on Breeders Cup weekend. And actually, she ran real well, guys. She was wide and ran a very good fourth. She ran so well, none of us have her on top. Pete, uh, uh, Paul, let's go to you for Actually, both Pete and Paul have Vino Rouge for Dutro and Davis at 8-1. to one, A nice price. Paul, I'm going to let you go first. What do you like about Vino Rouge? Well, now I like the fact that my friend Pete likes them. I mean, that's now we're in sync. That's beautiful. Well, let me say this, and and there's not a lot of data to back this up, so it's more hunch than anything. I think the seven looks like a horse that could be a dominant one-turn horse and might just be better at one turn. And I kind of think the five, especially with the breeding, might be better stretching out. Now, someone say, "Well, Paul." The five, she got caught at a mile last time. Well, maybe Dylan moved a little early. Um, that you was know, against they the seven also, by the way. Well, I'll show the replays right. you talk it through. Yeah. Watch the one and, and nine as Paul talks through. And and the uh, other thing sorts. that I think is a tell, Howard, is, you know, Dutro started this horse a mile and a 16th on turf at Saratoga, and then mile. The horse has never sprinted. So clearly they believe this is a distance horse from day one. And now uh, when you're starting a horse at a mile, you, you certainly think she can go longer. So we're going to see here. Uh, here's Vino Dylan, Rouge, and then here's the one. Yeah. Dylan's going to, yeah. And the one is just, you know, un unobstructed flying down the middle of the racetrack. Um, now it's interesting about the one is uh, oh, that's Shimmering Allure, right. I was going to yeah. say. The seven yeah. in here. There's the seven. In there. Yeah. And, and that was a dominant performance, right? But I, I just thought that looked like a horse that might just maybe just likes the one turn more. Who, who knows? It's speculation. They're two years old. But I, I like the price on the five. Uh, certainly, again, I think both the way they've handled the horse and the breeding, Vino Russo, by Vino Russo out of an arch mare. Uh, I would guess that this horse can run all day and a mile and an eighth is going to be right up our alley. Pete, what do you, anything you want to add with the five? Yeah, I, I agree with everything he said. We're also adding blinkers. I thought that I thought she was a little green. You could see down the stretch. She was a little yeah. bit in and out. Her I couldn't tell if she was switched leads correctly. I'm not the best at that, but her leads were off, right? Yeah, she, I was she, paying she attention. switched back. She swapped back. She switched back, lead, right? Yeah. And then went back to her right very late, but, but then it was, didn't matter at that point. It didn't yeah. matter. So and she was she was a little closer to a pretty hot pace yes. during and was outside of it. So a lot of things. She I thought she just had a tougher trip. And like you said, Paul, shimmering. Allure just got sort of a straight clear run and just and just ran by but I think there's a little bit of upside with this five and if we're getting the whatever that is two and a half times the price I'll take a shot because I thought she ran a winning race just wasn't really equipped to finish it off that look at, time look at Tom Espinosa with this with the lead switch uh there Tom you go thank you, go, you Tom thank Listen, you Tom he, he's no dummy he's watching quality races out of Golden Gate he know he knows what a lead he knows. switch looks like um 
Guys, here's my opinion. I, you know what? I hear what you're saying, Paul, and I don't have a real strong. Actually, I do have a strong opinion in this race. I'll mention it in a second. Shimming Allure just looks like the fastest horse. And I'm going to trust McPeak here, guys, because McPeak knows two turn horses. I don't think he would send her here if he didn't think that she could get the distance. She's by um, Entice out of a wild again mare. So you guys could absolutely be right. Again, seven to two. This horse doesn't excite me, but she just seems like the best of a field, frankly, that is, I don't know, a little bit meh. To me, I think the boys' race is 10 times better, as we'll be uh, talking about, not because of our horse that's in it. Just look at the quality and look at the speed figs. Guys, I'm very interested in the horse here, and this is going to be a horse I'm going to talk about on our um, spot plays, price plays. And, Paul, it's a New York bread, so don't don't no poo-poo on the New York bread. So we're, in, we're in sync a little bit today, Howard. We, you can't see it on the screen, but we're in sync. I like this, too, with you. Go okay. Yeah. I like that. makes me feel good, Pete. Dolomite. Dolomite is 10 to 1. Now, in her first start, and this is for Chad and Franco, she really got sawed off on the inside. She she was facing my main squeeze, who's a nice horse, by the way, a nice New York bred. Watch the one. I'm not going to show the whole replay, but th this is her debut. And there is a spot. Watch the one right here. She's trying to rush up the inside, which is a complete nightmare. And watch, there's a tree in the way, but ooh, that that that's not good. Guys, look how far she got sucked back. She was like right up here, right where my air, where my finger is there. And she got sucked back and she made, I'll go to the stretch here. Again, this is only six furlongs. She is wide as wide as can be. She's right here making like, what's this, the seven path? Really making a wide run. She's right here. She couldn't get to my main squeeze. But I thought that was a very nice debut, right? Okay, fine. No problem there. Now, people might say, Howard, she's too slow because of her last race. I get it. She only got a 59 buyer, but guys, she just does this so easily. I mean, I'm not going to get caught up in the speed fig here. I'm just going to go to the end of the race. This was not a very <clears throat> strong field, to be very honest, as it's going to take a second because I fast forward too quickly here. But she just takes over. There was battlers. I mean, she was tons the best here, two to five. But guys, she's doing this easily. He looks back. I know he went to the whip a little bit, but I mean... I'm just, you know, he wraps up late. I'm just, this this buyer to me, look at this. I mean, he, he could have gotten a better buyer on her. I'm not overly concerned by that. I like the breeding. I like Chad in this hey, Wait, spot. Howard, before you switch off that page, I was going to say, just to back up what yep. you're talking about, if you look at the next out races for, for the horses from that field, check out the, the next out buyers Oh, sorry. Here we you go. see, is it is it Look that one? Yeah, you see yeah. a lot of big jumps. So maybe that buyer just came back a little light, a lighter than it maybe should have. So you just don't know that, especially with these young horses. I just wanted to point that out, something to look out for for people. When you see a low buyer with a with a young horse, sometimes that day you never know what was going on or they're just young and, and they're hard to, to figure sometimes. So that was one that that jumped out at me. So I, that's why I thought this one maybe has a, a move forward that's unexpected based on that last buyer. Pete, I didn't have time to look at everything. I'm so glad you said that. No, no, no. I just, I, yeah. That is, I mean, look. That does that guarantee the horse going to jump up to a seventy-five? No, but it does show you it's a very live race that um, she's coming out of. Anyway, we could talk a lot more, but she's been working well. I just think this is a very interesting horse in a race, Paul. That I don't know. There's no killers. I mean, life talk. Let's talk about her real quick and then we'll move on. 
we have talked about this ad nauseum through the years, guys. Horses coming out of the Breeders' Cup flat out do not do well. Sometimes they do well, but in general they don't. She has one slow work since. I know it's Irad Pletcher. She could win. I have no interest in betting this horse, especially on the win end at like seven to five. I mean, why? Her numbers don't say so, Paul. Yeah, and and believe me, I I love just FYI in the Breeders' Cup. So, but yeah. I I think that forget about how they run, Howard. Regardless of how they run, they're over bet. Yes. <laughs> okay. And I could not agree with you more. That this is this is a horse. That was not the strongest juvenile fillies field. You know, I, I know the, you know, the fastest horse of all time, Tamara, didn't win. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pegasus, the female Pegasus. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't the strongest field. Just for FYI, ran very well. Junior's ride was magnificent. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is, again, the horse is going to be the favorite. This is a horse you're supposed to try to beat. I, I could not agree with my uncle anymore. Well, thank you. And, and speaking of bias, Howard. Jody's pride didn't come back very well at Churchill, did she, now that I think about I it? I don't think so. Speaking of bias, did you know that the 2024 oh, Kentucky did. Derby winner only ran a 71 in his first start? Really? Next year's Kentucky Derby winner? He only ran a 20, 71 in his first start. Really? <laughs> I'm surprised you already know who won, who wins the who wins the Derby next year. That's impressive. Um, interesting. Um, look, Life Talk can win, Pete, but this is just uh, Life Talk's a B for me, and I really should have her as a C because you don't want to have really low prices as Bs in general. Either you like the horse yeah. or you don't. I really should have her as C, and I might, and she might stuff me in a locker, and that's fine. Then I'll just move on. Yeah, I mean, and we both like the horse underneath in the yeah. juvenile fillies. And you look at her here and, and she could definitely win. Yeah, I just think and I think she'll probably get even bet more. I mean, it's Pletcher, Rapoli, Irad probably be maybe even lower than the eight to five come, especially seeing the Breeders' Cup as the last one, seeing just FYI multiple times in the past performances. But yeah, I, I just don't look at her. We always say this or like, you, much the best from a figure standpoint? No. Then how could you be much the best on the at the windows? It, it's tough to do that. Our Stephanie BC returnees are a toss at short odds, spot on. Thank you, our Stephanie, and very astute. And Paul, we should have mentioned Caldwell loves gold, who's just a really cool horse. That's the nine. I'm not going to go back, but you don't. You and I, you have the source third. Pete and I don't have the source anywhere. She fits by the numbers. I just and I know Dolomites in New York, right? It's not really the fact that. She's in New York, right? I just, I don't know about the outside post, and I don't know if she's really been facing much, but, I mean, Caldwell's uh, loves gold could, could win the race, the nine in the Dems. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I may be a little, you know, sometimes I races that I cover, I get a latch on. That was the New York Bread Stakes <laughs> Day after the Travis, uh, and uh, she did run very well that day. Um yeah. And, you know, it's Cox and you go to Saez, no disrespect to Giroux or Manny. I like both of them. I like Manny a lot. But you go into Louie, it's an upgrade. 80 is the top figure in the field. So for that reason, she becomes a B on my ticket just by default. Get it? Default, okay. not default. I like that. Well, when, when, Dolomite, <laughs> when Dolomite wins at 8-1 to one with an 82 buyer, then she'll have the highest buyer yeah. in the field. <laughs> After by the by the way, race. by the way, our buddy Maiden Focus, who I don't think is in the chat, sent me a message about Ringy Dingy the eight likes the eight. 
Yeah, and, and that was a horse I actually had as sort of an A level, just looks like on figures a mm. step below. But there was some stuff, if you watch that last race, was sort of um, nice closing, was the chalk. So you don't, you don't know the field was probably pretty weak, but closed into a slow pace and actually lost a life talk on debut, but was sitting off a really hot pace. So that was just one, another price to, to keep an eye on. Yeah, ringy dingy, a horse that ringy dingy. Um, is, is uh, who the hell would. Uh, forget it. Anyway, weird, yeah. the horse. Uh, anyway, uh, let's just let's move on. Uh, race eight, guys. Look, I need to is the go for wand. Um, nice race. Uh, smaller field, two hundred thousand dollars purse, one mile. Older, excuse me, not older fillies and mares, three year olds and up. F only field of seven, but very competitive. You can see there's really four horses that are going to take the bulk of the monies i go ahead and bring the banners up on the screen right now with the more line favor the number six gerrymander horse that we're all familiar with of course chad's got two in here he's also got the seven good sam so it's the ortiz brothers on the top two choices with chad brown so you would think paul that one of those two horses is going to win but no paul's like i don't think so i like the doctor who's gonna make a house call dr b for Reed and Lascano. Paul, what do you like about this one? Well, I think, you know, you, you know I'm a big running lines guy. Just just take a look at the company she's been keeping and okay. these horses. They wouldn't be one to nine in this race because they wouldn't allow betting on them. Um, Who's this? I, Echo, I just, Echo Zulu? Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good yeah. night, Olive. Good oh, night, wow. Olive. Good night, Olive. Yeah. Wow. Um, Frank's Rocky yet. Uh, yeah, and again, I I thought this horse had a fighting chance in the Pox Dirt Mile, which turned into the Pox Swamp Mile. Uh, so I'm completely throwing that race. I think this is a confident move by Butchie Reed, bringing her back to New York. He was confident enough to have her run in the ballerina uh, against Echo. I actually watched the ballerina next to him because I figured if she ever did pull a major upset, I want to be <laughs> make for a good story. Now, I, I just think this horse is going to be a square price considering – the horses you mentioned, Howard, both look good on paper. I think the five, obviously, the Pletcher puts together 91 back-to-back -back 91s. Uh, got beat by Interstate Daydream by a neck last time. So it, it's a good race. The four's not the worst horse in the world. Big jump up in class. But I, I think as good a competitive a race it is, I think it's a big class relief for the two. And, and I like the two a lot here. I thought you liked it too, Paul, because she lost to a horse named Boston Post Road. No. Earlier no. in the pumpkin pie. Um, no. <laughs> you know, no. I, I have actually a quite different opinion of the two. So either Paul will be completely right and I'll be completely wrong or vice versa. Before we get to my opinion on Dr. B, let's go to you, Pete. You've got the five who I've got in second, one of those four that we think will take money. I wasn't sure what to do with Tizzy in the sky, so I'd love to hear what you feel, how you feel about this horse. Obviously, you feel very good. You've got her on top. I don't feel very good. I don't particularly like this race all that much. I will say, just to give a quick shout out to my dad. I don't know if he'll watch tonight, but this is a oh. this is a Sam special because the number one horse is Saddle Up Jesse. My wife's name is Jesse. And my dad's name is Sam. Good Sam. He bets names. So I told him about this race. I said, we're doing, I talked to him today. I said, we're doing a race tonight. There's a Jesse horse and a Sam. So I said, you're all set up at least in, at least in that race. Wow. So no all handicapping right. well, needed. Jesse and Sam. <laughs> yeah. No. And actually, so to get back to my horse, Trish, who said Tizzy in the sky is her best bet of the card. Well, so again, go. that, that makes you feel good, but like oh. that. 
I didn't love the race, but I do think now gerrymander is speed as well, sitting right south side of the five. But if the five, I think, can get the lead, and if gerrymander doesn't, and the last two races show that Tizzy in the Sky is tough on the lead and has been doing it going longer and paired up those lifetime buyer tops, so maybe we do have a move forward. We have Saez, who you know will be aggressive. I think if we can get her on the lead, I think maybe the, the the fact that she's cutting back will allow her to hold off some of these other horses who I just don't think are great. There's good horses in this race. I just don't love anyone. So I like taking a shot with a speed horse for once and rooting for the horse on the horse top. Was, used to be trained by Ray. I didn't notice that until on the bottom. Oh, yeah, all the way at the bottom. You know what? I didn't even notice that either, actually. Uh, you know what, Pete? I actually, this might be completely wrong, but I sort of feel like this horse's best chance is sitting just off. I don't think she's going to have the lead. I know you see a lot of ones, but that's going a mile and an eighth. And earlier in her career, she was able to close. Now, I don't know if she can still do that or not, but you would think at a mile she could sit off a little bit. I don't. When I say close, I don't mean – I mean, I guess the question is, though, who's the other speed? I feel like the other speed is gerrymander, so it depends on what they do with gerrymander, I, I think Dr. Too. B is going, actually. You think Dr. B will go? Okay, well, then I, that that changes it a bit if, if Dr. B does go. I know the time form doesn't really suggest it necessarily, but she's got the inside post. It's just, it's a gut feeling. I could be wrong, but you know, Venti, uh, actually she's not quick enough. There's, there's a lot of speed in this race. So the, the pace complexion to me is weird. And because yeah. there's speed in the race and gerrymander is going to go for sure. I really like good Sam here. I, for your father, uh, Pete, I really <laughs> like good Sam. I understand that, you know, she hasn't run as many good races as the others. She's the fresh face. She's the up-and-comer. She just, she won very well last time against three rivers who needed the Ohio, the Monongahela, and what and, and a lot of other, and the Allegheny, and, and, and still the three rivers couldn't hold off good Sam. I just like everything about this horse. She's tactical. It's Irad. It's Chad. Um, I think, I don't think she's going to be the favorite. By the way, Peter Brandt and Chad with the dirt horse hmm <laughs> who am i anyway um i like good sam a lot here guys and uh three for three I, at aqueduct also which is yeah, nice the thing about dr b paul and then we'll move on and, and pete feel free to chime in on dr b if you want to say the slop last time fine I mean, she ran in the mud i know not every wet track is the same she ran you know it was a tough spot against echo zulu it just feels like she she's regressing and she's not I know she ran a 96.3 back, but that was six furlongs. I'm not sure a mile is her best, and I and I feel like she's regressing a little bit. Now, she has been rested up for this spot, but she's got a few things that are concerning me. Although, Paul, I mean, if she's 4 to 1, 9 to 2, then you're going to get a little bit of a price. Either I'm one not, of you, Peter, Paul. I'm, I'm not deterred by your pessimism. <laughs> Pete, uh, how do you feel? You don't have this sort of Poo-pooing. He, he doesn't care about your poo-pooing. Well, how do you feel? You got a third. I have the horse third. I'm I'm in the middle of you two, so I, I don't I don't I like I think just from a class standpoint, she's hard to leave off because if she does run her best race, I think maybe her best race is better than everyone else's in the field at least up till this point. So if you get a square price on her, she's hard to leave off yeah. from that standpoint. But again, I just don't love the field, so I was I mean I had like five of the horses on as A's when I first went through, so I I didn't like anybody really. I liked everybody. Pete, so, how many A's do you have on your ticket? 
Well, I told you how I do my thing. I go through and I give them an A, B, or C, and then I like just a C. And this one, I just thought all of thought it was really even race, so nobody stood out to me. I hear you. Uh, it it is even race. There's a lot of horses can win. Yeah, guys, this clearly is the race of the day for a lot of reasons. Um, it's not the race of the day by the purse. It's the cigar mile. But I think for the three of us, frankly, it's probably the race of the day, or at least a race that we're gonna be very very interested let's bring it up on the screen right now it is the remsen always a fun race every year it's a grade two uh it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars of the purse mile eighth for two-year-olds it is a nice big field of 10 and the moorline favorite is doornotch for gargan and louis Sayas, a horse that i'm actually a big fan of i must say that i have bet a few times in his career but there's a horse that frankly, I'm a little surprised how low he is in the morning line from David Aragona. The number seven, Sierra Leone is the second choice in this big field at four to one in the morning line coming off a maiden win with only a 71 buyer. So guys, here's the big question. Are we going with Sierra Leone? Are we going with our head, our heart, a combination both? I would say drum roll, please, but that's the five horse, so I can't say drum roll, please. Here we go. It is. There we go. Two of us are going with Dornach, and Pete is going as with always, Sierra. There's only one. Leon. The Italians are the only loyal ones, as always. It's always the full Italians who are loyal to, you know, you you jump off all. You jumped off Taffet Trice. You jumped off whoever else was it. I, you know, you got to support our horse, man. Come on. Oh. Well, I think we've already proven we were supporting our horse, but I'm talking anyway. from a karmic standpoint. I'm talking. Let's get serious for a second. There are derby points on the line. I think it's what 10, five, three, two or whatever. Not a lot. There's also points for the Oaks. I think in the Damozel. Do you guys know that for a fact? I'm assuming, but I don't know. I actually. don't know for a fact actually. Okay. Anyway, Sounds right are, though. Yeah. I would think there are, there are some points here for the Derby. People might say that might, that doesn't matter. It could matter. I mean, you never know. But uh, let's talk about the Remsen. I thought this race, guys, came up pretty tough. I thought this was a pretty challenging race, much higher quality than the, De the Demoiselle, in my opinion. There are no horses from the Breeders' Cup Juvenile in this race, but there's some nice up-and-comers. And, Pete, I'm going to let you go first with our horse, Sierra Leone. Now, I talked about Sierra Leone quite a bit in Episode 314. Everyone should check that out. We watched the replay. We are going to obviously talk about him. He only got a 71 buyer. But, Pete, as you know, and as Paul knows, horses can jump up a lot when they're two. And you just look at the BPs of this race. You see, you know, 75, 90, 81, 91, 72. I mean, these horses are all over the place because two-year-olds are inconsistent. What is it you like about Sierra Leone in this race on Saturday? Excuse me. Well, from what you just said, I think is the mistake sometimes people make. We look at the horses and what they've done since, but Sierra Leone actually has the best debut buyer out of the field. If I'm looking at them all, if I, I zip through them quick, has the best debut buyer. So even the ones that have now running in the 80s or 90s or whatever, they didn't do that in their first start. These are horses that did that and they gradually improved. So this horse if you see an improvement similar to some of the others, I mean, this is obviously a talented horse. We look at the connections. It's at a gun runner. So obviously the distance should be no concern. It's a $2.3 million purchase. So obviously a lot of people thought pretty highly about this horse. I guess the only big concern is 
whenever you have a horse coming off the pace, and you know I love off the pace horses, we're always at the mercy of a little bit of the pace in front of them. So that would be the concern. But but I'm I don't be concerned with the 71 buyer if you're looking at it at that standpoint because I think there's definitely room to jump up from there. Pete, there are so many things I like, and you know how much of a visual uh, handicapper I am. There's yep. so many things I like about the five Sierra Leone. First of all, he got into trouble a few times, and 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 you can see he got studied back. The move that I like the most, and I talked about it on episode 114, is coming up. And maybe I'm just, you know, getting too excited. But he's in between horses here. He's, like, rushing up. There he gets studied back, which, by the way, was the second time. Now the jock is really asking. It's this move coming up in about five seconds, Pete, where he's behind horses, and he's looking for a place to go. And he gets to the outside, but it was such, like, an abrupt athletic right here coming up right I mean, that's such an abrupt athletic move. And then he he sort of lugged in a little bit here, almost clipped heels right there. Oh. But once he gets himself straightened out, Pete, like right here, he's four lengths back. He blows by this field in hand. Easy, yeah. That was the most impressive part is just the the ease here. Like you're, you're, you're running by like you know you have the best horse in the race. And again, if, if God forbid he could run straight the whole time in the stretch, it would have been even a lot easier. So that the, everything you just said is, is what I like. And I didn't pick this horse because, because we bet it. I picked this horse because I think this one has some upside. And between me, I think it's this one and, and door knock. I think there's other quality in here, but I think those are the top two from my perspective. Paul, we have this horse in second, and I'm going to be very honest with everyone at home. This horse clearly doesn't have to win this race for me to get excited. I would just, I, All I want to see here, I'm assuming you feel the same way, Paul. All I want to see is improvement with the buyer scale and run well. If he finishes a real good third or fourth, I'm not going to get discouraged. I just want to see improvement. This is an awfully tough spot for a second time starter going a mile and eighth in a big field, but that's why I love the horse. This is ultra confidence being sent out the vibes by these connections, Paul, in my opinion. Yeah, and Pete mentioned the sale price. This horse was the sale topper at the 2022 Phasic Tipton Saratoga sale, which is, you could argue, as good a yearling sale as there is uh, in the course of the year. You know, obviously Keeneland being the other major one. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that stretch run tells you a lot um, because as you said, he had to go very wide. And then when he was straightened out a little bit, he kind of ran into the, almost ran into the horse yeah. in front of him. Yeah. I think what you always want to see, and it, which I think it's typically a big handicapping angle. Uh, you know, when you look at the Breeders' Cup juvenile and juvenile fillies is you want, you want to see horses who improve their speed figures when they're stretching out. And that's really ultimately more important than where they necessarily finish. But I do think you want to see improvement very reasonable to expect improvement in start number two. Um, again, um, you know, this horse is coming back in a month on start number two, which is not a ton of rest, especially for Chad. So, um, you know, I, I think Chad running uh, this horse here is telling them, by the way, that this is Derby points. The other race is not an Oaks point. Okay. Race, FYI. Thank you. Uh, oh, just, just FYI. Uh just FYI is running in this race? No. Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. Got confused. But yeah, so ah. you want I, I think you want to see improvement. Um, you know, interesting. Manny rode both of Chad's horses the last time. Uh ends up on the two, but I don't 
look at that as a Manny pick. I look at that as a Chad pick. I don't think Chad is the type of guy who leaves it up to the jockeys. <laughs> I got a stat, boys. Pete, Pete Visco, this is for you, my friend. I saw the same thing. I'm like, why would Manny jump off? In fact, we have comments in the chat from Sylvain and and some other you know great uh, people in the chat. You know, our Stephanie. Why? What? Guys, here's a stat. You ready for this? I looked up Chad Brown with Manny Franco and with Jose Ortiz in graded stakes on the dirt. Are you ready for this? Saw that one. Manny Franco graded stakes for Chad on the dirt only has 17 lifetime starts and is 6%, 6%. Jose Ortiz with Chad Brown on the dirt only graded stakes, 49 starts, 31%. Bam. This is his go-to guy. I'm not concerned at all. Not one yeah. bit. Agree. Yeah. Right? Agree. And, okay. and again, I – I love Manny Franco, but if you were ranking jockeys, Jose Ortiz would be slightly in front of him. I mean, let's be let's be by, honest. That's by the way, real, at all. real quick, you mentioned about you know went coming in his second career start, going jumping right into his stakes. Chad Brown is he doesn't get the wins as much. He's only twenty percent, but sixteen out of twenty in the money maiden winners in debut in their second start on dirt and graded stakes. So his horses always run. Now it's just whether they can get to the winner circle. And we think this one's going to do it. I don't know what you guys think. We got to move on, but um, I, I think he's going to come from off the pace. I think there's horses we're going to talk about door notches, our top choice, Paul and domestic uh, product. The other Chad who has speed for Franco. And by the way, has been working with Sierra Leone. I'd love to see the workout. We were not going to be able to see it. But anyway, I think there's inside speed, guys. I think Sierra Leone is going to sit mid-pack or, you know, lay, lay a little back and make one big run. That's my prediction. We'll see what happens. Paul, you and I are going with Doranach and look. We, of course, we want Sierra Leone to do well. But we have to be honest with our with the handicappers and, and with the betters. Uh, I liked this horse a lot, too, back and should have got the job done. against a pretty good horse and noted. I love the way that he ran last time. It just feels like he's maturing at the right time. And I like his inside speed. I don't think he needs the lead Paul, but he might have it anyway. Yeah. In fact, I, I have that replay playing right now, the sapling. And that was an interesting trip, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just, you know, I'm not, not necessarily a bad ride or it, it was just an interesting trip. Uh, the horse was very wide on the back stretch. Um, Ended up taking the lead. Ball. I thought it was sort of passive ride, to be honest. It was kind of unkendrick like, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. I just didn't like it. But anyway, you know, and and and, but if you look at noted, noted looks like a better turf horse than a dirt horse. Right, you, I know. You came kind of flying home in the bourbon, but yeah, look at Gargan believes this horse is as good as any horse he's trained. He had he was saying that when the when the horse really hadn't run yet. And you know, I think he, had, I believe he had taxed right. He's had some good horses. He's yes. a good trainer. Um, this horse was only nineteen to one in the Derby Pool that just closed. Um, yeah. So again, we know who's going to be better come next May, Howard. But we're talking about this Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think this Saturday, uh, Doorknock is uh, my top pick. Yeah, I like Doranok too. Um, and and I, I'm surprised you guys don't have Moonlight anywhere. We could talk about this race for a long time, but we're not going to. I think Moonlight's interesting for Pletcher. Sort of regressed to Churchill in the street sense, but I think uh, has every right to improve and should set a nice trip 
for IRAD cost 285, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, guys, it's a great race. There's a lot of speed. There's a lot of contenders. I think we all just want Sierra Leone to run well, right? I mean, he doesn't have to win, clearly. Come back healthy, run well. I'm assuming Paul and PD is going to ship down to uh, uh, to Payson or whoever. Uh, Chad Payson? Is he Chad Payson or is it Palmetto? I think he's, uh, I think he's at Palmetto. Palmetto, okay. But I'm not guess sure. Who's gonna, guess who's going to be in Palmetto? Oh, wait, I shouldn't say. Anyway, okay, we don't want we don't want the we don't want the horse police out there not letting me into Palm Meadows in, in in a month from now. All right, guys, let's talk about the uh, should be a great race. Let's go on the last race. How about a great race? Whoa, this year's Cigar Mile, which Paul's downgrade to a grade two, which I'm sure you like to talk about for a long time, but uh, that's for another uh, time. Is doesn't have like superstars. But, like, every horse in this race, guys, is, like, 94, 95, 96, 97, 96. 90. This is a very difficult handicapping puzzle. Puzzle. You can go a lot of different ways. There's our picks on the bottom of the screen. Pete and Paul, there they are. Simpatico with Accreditive on the outside. I'm going with some closers. I'm going with Senor Buscador on the inside. Pete, I'm let you talk first as I bring up, uh, at least try to bring up, here we go. Let me fast forward. Cigar Mile, grade two, half a million. Of course, they're going a mile. It's one turn. It's a big field of 12 and a very competitive field. Moyline favorite is the three, Senior Buscador at seven to two. You and Paul are going with uh, Accretive, I think it's pronounced, for Chad, who's got three in this race. This one is ridden by Irad, four to one Moyline. Yeah, let's get the Chad Brown late double to close out the yeah. pick five. I'll, I'll take that for sure. Yeah, I don't have an over overly complicated analysis here. I think this horse in, in 2023 has just been steadily improving. And I like that last race more than maybe it looks on paper. Thought I thought he was he was stuck wide the whole trip and the whole trip, ever so mischievous, had a much better trip. And Dr. Ardito just sort of got a clear run late and was, and was closing like a freight train. It was really impressive. But I thought Accretive got the worst of it and was the favorite in that race. A substantial, you know, at least it was, was a pretty bet down, pretty good. You see there, eight to five. Let's so talk it I, through, I, Pete. The two, yeah. the two is ever so mischievous. The five is back here, Dr. Ardito. And you Here's see the three, the three. Accretive yeah. in a comfortable spot, but in like the four path. But in the four path and then winds up having to swing wider. And again, when you're trying to chase down ever, ever so mischievous, who's a good horse and I thought got the jump. I think that's going to make it a little bit more difficult for a creative. I think this time, if we can work out a little bit of a better trip and I rad can, can keep this horse, maybe save a little bit more ground early. Then I think we can turn the tables. And I just think this is a talented horse who has been showing that talent. And you see two back was the loss to Cody's wish and the Vosberg. So that's impressive as well. So you see there lot definitely lost ground on the turn, just sort of swinging wide and then was coming and, and flattened out just a touch, I think, at the end and couldn't get there. But I think we can get a better race this time if we save just a touch more ground. And Film Star is a nice horse, the four, by the way, who was in the um, yeah, was in with the was traditional that? race, yeah, yeah, last week, right? Clark. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Pete, this is why I love this show so much and talking to you guys and everything because I couldn't disagree with you more about the trip. I mean, I understand that he was wide, okay, but it seemed like it felt to me like he had every chance to go by. And what I especially don't like is right about here, like. There are three across the track here, Pete, 
he could have gone further inside. Maybe he just doesn't want to be, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like kick back. I mean, I'd have to talk to Chad. I don't know exactly, but like Paul right here and you've got him on top too. So maybe I'm wrong, but there are three across yeah, the are. track and he's just sitting there yep. getting a great trip. And then he hung late and didn't go by. I mean, wasn't he supposed to get the jobs on here? That's how I feel. Perhaps I think it was an overconfident ride by I read, to be honest with you, Howard. He's just he's starting to ask here, but he's not really into him yet. He's gonna get into him right. He shakes the reins right there. Yeah, he did flatten out a little bit, but I I'd I'd be interested to see the thoroughgraph, which I don't typically use, but I would think that you know that that was a pretty wide trip. I just think I think he gets a different trip in, in this race. Um, I like the fact that he's starting outside of virtually all the other speed uh, other than the 12 pipeline was really marooned out there. Um, so I see the argument against him without question, but I do think uh, I think that race was was okay. And, and, I, and I think the horses he lost to are okay. I think Evan, well, we'll find out. Ever so mischievous is, oh, yeah. is right here, right in this yeah. race. And you know, four out of six wins, six out of so it's it, it's a good race, and you know we won't don't get me started on the grade two nonsense because that's just moronic. But that's another story for another day. Um, our Stephanie thinks that he hung badly. There you go, our Stephanie. I agree with you. Well, also uh, sometimes horses hang, but that doesn't mean they're going to hang next time. As and well. some people like to <laughs> cuddle up to the host. Quite frankly, yeah, that's well, true. Also, it look, I, that's fine with me. Uh, <laughs> Pete, it's interesting that Ever So Mischievous beat Accretive, but you don't have Ever So Mischievous anywhere. And I think I know why, but I don't want to speak for you. Why don't Why don't you like the two in this spot? No, I don't not like the two by any stretch. I just thought, you know, again, when we're picking a top three, you have to leave somebody off. And I just, yeah. I sort of wanted to go with some of the other horses. As you okay. always joke, I did have Ever So Mischievous as an A when I first went through. And I don't see how you can't. I mean, yeah. He is in just stupendous form right now. I mean, the form is great. He's improving every single, I mean, you look just from a buyer standpoint, he improves every single race. I do just think, and he's one of those horses who you always say the race after, when you're talking about the race after the fact, oh, he got a good trip. He always gets a good trip. He works out a good trip and that's yeah. a good thing. And that's not a, not a bad thing. I think for me in this one, I think there's some speed in here. So I don't know if it's going to be as easy. So I think there's plenty of speed. So I was looking more for the off the pace horses with a hope that the pace is going to heat up up front. And that's what kills this too. And we can get rid of that horse a little bit. Well, so you think a creative is going to take a little further back than Pete? I do. I, yeah. I mean, I don't think far back, but I don't think would be, a, but I don't think would be a part of a speed duel. I mean, if you look too back was on the lead, but that was at a sort of a crawling yeah. pace. And that was, you know, Cody's wish was sitting back. And I think accretive was the second best horse that day. So he I think that was just a default battle, lead. Remember, yeah. He, he fought. I mean, Cody's yeah. wish had to work, right, Paul. I mean, you could speak to that. Cody's wish had to work to get by him that day. Oh no. Junior, Junior. That was a great ride. Junior got Cody's wish in the race a lot sooner than normal yeah. and had he not he wouldn't have won and you know i think that's why it was that close you, you know he cody's wish was definitely taken out of his game by the by the this this horse being a real good horse yeah what is it you like about hoist the gold this is a horse that boy he's been up and down but one thing is clear he just does not run well out west but does much better in the east and the midwest and it's johnny v on a price for dallas stewart 
you know he's going to get a clean trip. At least he's going to be on the outside. Uh, this is a I don't know what to do with him. This is a this is a, this is a tough uh, call for me. I had an idea that I I thought for some reason I thought you liked this horse. Usually I thought you might sneak this one in <laughs> as well because I thought in the past maybe you've liked this horse. I have. I, I'm not sure about the mile to be honest. But well, yeah. my biggest thing was this horse is really good at seven furlongs, mm-hmm. and I think this race, you know, the mile out of the shoot, the one turn can play a little closer to seven than maybe some other mile would. Obviously, if it was a two-turn mile, that would that would maybe be it. So I looked at it and go, okay, if this horse just doesn't mind the extra stretch out, and again, has one race, two races at a mile, but one was in the Met against Cody's Wish and Zandon and, got, and was there early on a hot pace and then died. But again, wasn't winning that race. This is a lot, a lot less quality than that. And then you look at the last one, it's the Breeders' Cup, you know, what probably shouldn't even have been in the Breeders' Cup sprint and, you know, was just outclassed. But I think this one could sneak up and, again, can sit off the pace just a bit, but is tactical enough not to be too far back, but hopefully can be close without being, you know, I think from this post won't be near the lead, would be a little bit off. I just think maybe you get a, yeah, point that out. I didn't mention it. The well, works have been excellent. You don't see horses coming out of the Breeders' Cup with bullet works, Pete. Yeah. So I do like this, that he's feeling good because that, that's like, what for I like. Example, yeah. The uh the Philly, boy, I'm drawing a blank. Who's the Pletcher Philly? We don't like the Life Talk. Well. Yeah. Life Talk. It has like one slow work. I'm not saying Pletcher doesn't have the horse ready, but the fact that this horse has worked quickly back, I do like that a lot. And had two strong, yeah, two strong works two since, them actually, yeah. since the Breeders' Cup. And and yeah. you, so like you said, just seems fit. And maybe that's what they're yeah. thinking. Like this horse is still fit. Let's get him out there and see if we can't take down whatever the purse is for this race. Might as well give it a shot. Paul, before I talk about my choices and we and we go through our pick five in the show, what a cool story this would be. Coastal Mission, oh, <laughs> West Virginia bred for Jeff oh. Runco. And you know what? Don't sleep on this horse because people are like, oh, this is a West Virginia bred. He's faced open company many times, and his buyers fit. Now, this is from the rail. It's a tough spot, blah, blah, blah. I'm rooting for this horse. I'm not going to use him very strongly, but I think this would be really cool if Coastal Mission runs well. Paul, you need a, you need a last Coca-Cola. minute rainstorm for this horse, right, Paul? We need a last yeah, minute. You know how you know how six on the wet. You know how hard I tried to pick this horse on top, Howard. <laughs> you know how badly I wanted well, to pick you? this horse on time. I, I didn't because I was a little concerned with the Laurel uh, restricted stakes race. Um, where he did not run well at all. That's the last venture outside of Charlestown. Did win an optional claimer at Laurel back in February of 22. Look at I love I've talked to Jeff Runco many times. He's the top guy at uh, at uh, Charlestown. Uh, I would, you know, it, it's a confident move sending this horse uh, to this race. Um, and look at I I certainly. We'll have this horse. <laughs> Don't get me. I picked. I picked him third. I'll have him as a B or C in the pick five, and if he wins the race, I will cash. I can assure you of that because I'm not getting beat by a West Virginia bread. Again, I don't. I think the, the rail isn't ideal, as you you so astutely pointed out, Howard. But again, he's going to be more than twelve to one. I think with this field, despite all his ones. So he might be. Um, guys, here's my feeling. And you could tell by my picks, my feeling. I, I'm very happy taking speed horses in any race in wiring fields. I enjoy doing that. It just feels like there's a lot of speed in here, guys. I mean, I don't 
<laughs> every time we say that someone wires the field, but if there's not at least an honest pace in here, then I don't know what the hell these guys are doing. I mean, the one has to go. The two is not slow. Uh, uh, the four for Chad, I think, is is very fast, at least on paper, right? Uh, the awfully cool has – I don't like in this race, although has figs that fit, but he knows one way. Uh, the uh, accretive won't be on the lead, but, you know, we'll be more forward, I think. Hoist the gold won't be that far back. What is pipeline going to do? Not go? I mean, guys, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of closers in here. And so that's why I'm taking the closers. And I don't like the price on Senior Buscador. I would not bet this horse at 7-2 to two at all. But I think he's real quality. He might be too far back. I'll say that. But the trainer, you should, everyone should, let me go on screen. There's a great article. I think it's on DRF or Horse Racing Nation where Todd Fincher talks about Senior Buscador, and he said the horse actually, he feels the horse knows how far he's going, and he actually feels like the horse is will be up closer in a mile race than a mile and a quarter because the horse senses the race is actually shorter. And if you look at the running lines, it actually proves that. Like, for example, there's horses where he, like where he, like where he was going a mile, sorry, where he went like a mile early in his career. So he's not as far back. So, look, I don't, I'm not around the horse every day, but I take Fincher's word for it. I just think he's the best closer in a race full of speed. And that's also why I have the seven. I'm, I'm surprised you guys aren't giving a love to three technique. I mean, all this horse has done has basically run well. He's run well in New York. He's a closer. Again, he's coming out of the sprint. He had no chance in, in, the, in the Breeders' Cup sprint. This is also a good closer for Castellano, who last time I checked is having a pretty damn good year. I just think a closer is going to win this race. I think the best speed horse is the number two. I'm using Accretive and some others you guys like. I just think the race has a chance to fall apart. I'm taking the two best closers. That's just my thinking. We could you rewind the tape twenty minutes till how when Howard talked about overbet horses coming out of the Breeders' Cup. <laughs> uh, which one, Senior Buscador is going to be that? Is that what well? You, we just oh, talked. You you were the guy who said horses do not run well coming out don't. of the Breeders' Cup. They don't, but they're, they're not all of them. There's exceptions. Um, I before re except after C. Look, I. I am being a bit hypocritical. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> it just and, and uh, Paul caught Paul caught me. Uh, arrest me, horse racing fans. I, I just uh, Paul just feels like you know. By the way, usually we've seen a horse come back like a week earlier. This is a full month. I just want to point that out. Um, it just feels like the race can fall apart. I could be completely wrong. And then no, I think the horse is pretty good actually. I think fair, three fair to point out I, what I, I said I, earlier. You're you're absolutely fair to say. I I, I think that. They should consider taking action against the connections of three technique for entering in the Breeders' Cup sprint. I mean, how ridiculous a placement was that? Elite power, Gunite, yeah. Nakatomi, uh, the horse that I needed to run second, the Dr. Shival, the West, another West Coast overrated, overbet, underperforming horse. Um, this horse said no. I will give you that horse. This horse is very consistent. Of course, remember, originally owned by Coach Parcells, hence yes. the name, Three Technique, and trained originally by Jeremiah Engelhardt. This this horse, if you go deep enough into the PPs, I believe was claimed, right? Am I Three correct technique. about that, Uncle? Uh, I can look. I believe I am. Now you're going to Uncle claimed on August, the November yes. 28th of 21. Yes. 
Yeah, this is. I mean, look at this. Hundred eighty thousand, Howard, and could wins uh, ever finds a way to win this race goes over a million. In fact, runs second in this race, I think, goes over a million. So really cool. Um, no, nice I think Senior Buscador is a good horse. I, I I honestly do, and I I can't argue with your thinking as far as the way the race is going to be run. Um, so. You know, we'll we'll see. He maybe the one turn hits him right between the eyes to to Todd Fincher's point. Todd Fincher can train. You know, he's a he's yeah. kind of a New Mexico guy, but uh, he you know he can train a good horse. As Evan, this horse won the San Diego this year. So I always thought he was better. Like I had the note that was an old note from prior races was I just think this horse is better at eight and a half down as opposed to where they keep stretching them out. So mm -hmm. I agree with you. I Close think maybe his, maybe yeah. he's one of those who his kick is more effective, a little bit shorter and going yeah. longer, just can't get that kick going. But I, yes, I mean, I have the horse third. It's just, he, he tends to sometimes leave himself a little too much to do. So we'll see. And again, but if there's a pace meltdown, I'm, I'm with you. It's just like, yeah, that price is hard to swallow. If you were betting on the win end for a horse that doesn't love to win sometimes yeah when we do our pick fives howard you'll see why i'm this is why i'm five deep in the race <laughs> all this me too. talk me too yeah me too <laughs> nah, listen it, it's such a misnomer that oh senior buscaro wants a mile and a half no he doesn't he might be no, he, a, he might be unbelievable saturday into a fast pace closing like a train going one mile well we'll have to see uh yeah. pick five time tickets guys who wants to go first i don't think i've done that any time with you guys who's going first Oh, you you can go first. If you can you go want, first right? if you want. If you don't, if you don't think your wow, ticket is, that, yeah, you've never done that. Well, thank you for the invitation. I think I will go first. All right, here is the pick five ticket, and I'm going first, everyone. So <laughs> here we go. Which is good. Let's get the bad one out of the way, then we can show the the good pick five tickets. Here we go. My pick five. I'm going three six with two seven with two five six seven with two three four five seven ten with three seven my two closers on the end 96 dollars um my confidence level of this pick five that you see on the on the bottom of the screen not real high i it's a very tough sequence i feel okay about the first two legs and then it gets tricky even though i'm very actually the first leg and third leg i feel good about the second race you know hopefully two seven is going to get the 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 job done. I have to go deep in the Remsen guys. I just think it's a, a lot of two-year-olds who are yin yang up and down. I really don't have a lot of confidence there. And I'm going with the two closers on the end. Obviously I'm going to use more horses in the cigar than what people see on the screen. I'll be playing an ABC, but I can't, you know, got to spend a ticket under a hundred per my own rules. And so I'm going to go two closers and hope um, that's my ticket right there. 96 bucks. Pete, let's go with you next. Here's Pete's pick five. Three six with three five seven with five seven with two three seven with two three five ten eleven for ninety dollars. Interesting. Pete's deepest race is the last one, the cigar. Pete? Yeah, it's funny when you when you watch a handicapping show, the thing you don't want to hear is I don't really like my ticket, but I'm in the same boat. I didn't <laughs> love the ticket because I was just leaving off a few horses that I really would want on the ticket. And again, in my real ticket, I would have it, but to stay under the number. So in the first leg, I'm with you. I kind of like the three six. I think they're strong. I think there's other horses that obviously can win, but I was happy with that one. I wanted to go a little deeper. I left Dolomite off who we talked about just from that was my, that was going to be my, that was actually my final cut 
was dolomite to get under the, the the 100 but i went three deep in there anyway i left life talk on instead went with the chalk because i didn't want to look like i'm just tossing the chalk the next one i went with tizzy in the sky and good sam i, I kind of am confident in those two gerrymander i don't really love that much and dr b yeah dr b can win but i'm okay with that in the Remsen, Sierra Leone, our horse, Doorknock. And we didn't talk about the two, one of the other Chad's domestic product. I like that horse. Only one in the race who has a win going a mile and an eighth already. So that's usually something that's, and was 10 to one morning line. I'm not sure if you'll get that, but a Chad Brown at a price with a horse who's already gone nine furlongs. I'll take that. And then, yeah, I, I'm, I don't have a ton of confidence and I'm hoping to close it out. So I was with you. I wanted the closers, but I went with Senior Buscador and Dr. Ardito as the closers and then ever so mischievous accretive and hoist the gold as the ones who so could maybe sit off the speed and won't be right on the top. So there you go. Pete, I got a funny question and then yeah. we'll show Paul's ticket. Let's say you're alive to last race. What percent chance would you give yourself to win with those horses? <laughs> percent chance like 90 or like more like 60. No, I would go high. I'd go, I would go probably I, in my mind, which is always wrong. Yeah, I would go mind. probably like, I'd be feeling pretty good. I'd go, I probably have like an 80% chance to win this thing. Cause I don't like, I think three technique generally doesn't beat horses, doesn't beat quality fields. He beats lesser fields. This isn't the greatest field, but I think it's okay. And then the other, other horse I liked was the one that we talked about coastal mission, but the hope would be that maybe he's just stepping into the waters that are a little too deep for him. Yeah. If I don't have him on the ticket, if I can't win, if I can have him on the ticket, then I'd love to have him at the price we're going to get. But yeah, that that's where I go. I'd be pretty happy going into this last leg. Well, Pete, we're all hoping you are alive to the last leg. That would be really cool. Of course, you're probably playing. So you get the, the kick in the the kick in the nuts when they don't win is always bad. Oh. So the higher your your positivity is, and then when they lose, yeah. you're like, "How the hell did that happen?" Then you're just pissed. Right. Well, you don't have to worry about with horses like no balls because they have no nut. That is true. That right. is true. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> I still I still have mine. Unfortunately, so ah, I, I yes. can still get kicked. <laughs> okay, we've we've wow, we've we've gone off the rails here. Paul, let's get the sell on your pick five ticket before we get ourselves in more trouble. Three, five, six, eight with five, seven, nine with two, five, seven. Wow, with three with one, two, three, ten, eleven. Paul is taking a singling a horse that is not no. Sierra Leone. Oh, what? Hey, what was that? What was, was that? that? Rain? I a rainstorm. Well, wow. that's what you get, oh, that... Paul. It's raining on your <laughs> it's raining one. on your ticket. I don't even know how I did that. Well, we can never get it to happen again, Pete. The balloons are gone. The balloons, the I don't know. That was a good one. All right, Paul, go ahead, Paul. Sorry. Yeah, fire away. No, anyway, Paul, I mean, I like the fact you're taking a stand, and I understand it's my top choice. I'm just kidding, of course. But talk about your ticket. Yeah, I mean, I I really I wanted to be as deep as I could in the last race. So I, I look at the Remsen. We talk about this virtually every time. Either you're going to go pretty deep or take a stand in a cave. You know, I, I'm going to be an ABC. Uh, I will have, I will have another A perhaps, but I'd certainly have some B's and C's. I, I think Dornock is the best horse at this time. We covered it when we talked about the race and, uh, I want to be alive to the last race. I want to be alive with a ticket that has Coastal Mission on it. So there. I think I'll, I'll tell you what that that would be that'd be quite the story, guys. Uh, another great show. We had a, a wonderful amount of support from our viewers, and I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of listeners later on, and more viewers uh, later on. I just also want to mention this publicly. 
I know a lot of people probably don't look at it. We've had some issues with YouTube with our live views. Our views are are down, at least what they're showing. But we actually, when I say our views are down, I got to be, let me, let me correct that. The number of people watching the show is still tremendous and is actually continues to go up. But if you look on our YouTube channel, you look at the number of views according to our videos, it's actually lower because for some reason we're having issues with YouTube itself uh, collecting our live viewers and counting them on the video. So don't be discouraged by maybe a lower viewer count. We're working on that situation. It's a technical issue. I don't know what's going on, but we have the same number or if not more tremendous amount of live people watching the show. And we greatly appreciate that. I just wanted to point it out. Pete and Paul, any final comments? This is going to be a great uh, weekend of racing. Fairgrounds has got the claiming crown that the Ben and Boozengoy boys covered. I just actually filmed a, a short video with Frank Scatoni out at Del Mar for nice. their two wonderful stake races on Saturday, including the Hollywood Derby. I mean, the Chad Brown show. Sorry. Final <laughs> final thoughts, Pete, with you. I just think it's a great card. And you said it earlier. It's nice to have some big races back in New York, back yep. at Aqueduct. It'll, I, I didn't check the weather. Is it going to be cold? Did anybody look? Is it going to be I mean, cold? Okay, not, bad. not too bad. So that's good. We get a great day of racing, a great, some great races, some, some high quality horses. And, I mean, we're seeing the kickoff of our of our Derby future winning bet. We're seeing it this week. So who the hell can't be excited about that? That's uh, exciting. I saw a little rain Friday. It's going to be like in the high 40s. Or It's not going to be bad. It's going to be okay, I think. I think Paul, we need that. Right you need now. that rain for Coastal Mission. You get that rain in. That horse is what that horse loves to run the off track. So let's it do is it. going to warm up. I'll tell you, it's been very cold up here the last uh, few right days. Here. It's it's going to be, I think it's going to be 50 tomorrow. And as you said, close to 40. Now, we're usually pretty similar to what it is yeah. in uh, New York. So, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, I, I remember a time when it used to be a real lull after the Breeders' Cup, you know, m maybe just psychologically, you know, we get so geared up and, um, you know, perhaps we thank you for that, Howard, because we have to pay attention because it's part of our homework now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, but this is, you know, for the uh, first weekend in December, you know, we met Gulfstream, the championship meet, you know, it's, it's good. We could stop paying attention to Gulfstream again. Um, Hopefully they have some grass remaining to, to run on. It's interesting how at Aqueduct uh, this weekend is just like Oak Lawn and Churchill, no turf. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean. But, no, I think it's great. Uh, I, I think the, the card is great. And I wanted to just, if I could, briefly, some of the recent winners of the Cigar Mile, Mind Control, you've heard of him, tremendous horse, American Revolution. Very good horse. Uh, maximum security. I heard he crossed the wire first in the Kentucky Derby. Shop Aztica. Very fast horse, perhaps aided by yeah. uh, his trainer, who now you have to call on his cell phone. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. Connect, Connect, who's become a real good stand. Tonalist, Belmont Stakes winner. Yeah. Uh, flat out. So, uh, you know, we, I don't want to belabor the point, but. It's a great two race in name only, and uh, it's a great, great. We know this. It is a great betting race this weekend, and I like it's. Boy, it's nice to end the card, Howard, with that. Even though it's a wide open race, and we agree, isn't it better than saying, "Oh, it's a, it's a maiden claimer turf sprint that we have claim, no yeah. idea who the hell they're going to bet." And yeah, so at least you're betting stakes horses to end it, Howard. 
I must have a I must rather have a very difficult sequence that's you know a bunch of stake races than anything else. And we should mention Gulfstream starts their championship meet yeah. on Friday. The wonderful good, good friend of mine in front of the show, Matt Bernier, will be down there for the entire Gulfstream meet. Guys, the turf course looks great down there, and good. they are also copying our good friend Jim Goodman at Keelan, and they will have a one dollar all turf pick three uh, at Gulfstream, guys. This meet as well. So anyway, uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of great racing as we go into the holiday season. For my wonderful co-hosts, Paul Halloran and Pete, Hose, uh, Pete Visco, this has been your host, Howard Kravitz. My bad, Pete. Episode 315 of the HHH Racing Podcast. It's very simple. Sierra Leone, just run well. Run well for the next five months and then win the 2024 Kentucky Derby. Crush your bets, everyone, at Aquacht this Saturday. Take care. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Racing podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country.